you get to know them, and then they just immediately go, oh, I, I can make friends. Or like they leave feeling yeah, like man. they were involved and they were important and they were valued and they were validated in what their thoughts and opinions and whatever the conversation goes. Welcome back to Almost Cool. It's Jordan over here, and guess what? That's Marty right over there. I'm over here, I swear. He's right over there. What's <laughs> up, buddy? How are you doing today? Dude, I'm, I'm good. Just, uh, I was just telling you, I got back from work at like, the perfect time, hopped on, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like, keys in the ignition. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready, boy. How you feeling, man? Good Lord. I was about to make a R. Kelly reference, but I forgot R. Kelly was canceled. So. You know, I literally Let's ran through the that. joke in my head, and then that's why there was that little bit of a pause, because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> honestly, you know what? Let's start this off with some controversy, okay? Let's do it. Let's fucking, let's, dude. So, is it wrong to, to like something that somebody did, even though they're a terrible person? Because let's not lie. Yeah. Remix to Ignition is a fucking bop. All right? Yep. And you know what? Like, it's really sad that I feel weird listening to it now. Mm -hmm. But that song has nothing to do. Well, I guess it has a little something to do with the person. But, like, I mean, obviously they wrote it and sang it. But, like, but still, like, like, come (laughs) on, man. No, like there's I'm, a lot of controversy about Michael Jackson, but guess what? Everybody still bumps fucking Michael Jackson. You know, and see, does like greatness pa- like trump terribleness? You know what I mean? Like, ah, it's so hard. I, I'm I don't with know. you. I think it's a good conversation of the uh, the disconnection of the art and the artist. You know, I ah, yeah, it's so, exactly. It's so That's what I was trying to say. And so, yeah, couldn't, I'm with you. Like, find I, the right I'm, words. <laughs> there's some R. Kelly songs that I used to like last in this in the in the car was it my mind's telling me no like come on no. everyone everyone knows that song and everyone at one point was like this is it and then as soon as the you know whole spiel came out and i don't know i'm just like but like you know like there's I, what i think it is is a lot of people hide it like they're just like no screw that guy and then like go home by themselves and may listen to a song or two the remix to <laughs> hey 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 yeah <laughs> oh nothing mom i was just listening to uh queen <laughs> it's nothing i swear it's nothing i swear <laughs> it's nothing it's not it's not about kelly Marilyn Manson, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, like barging in and like slamming your laptop down. <laughs> the noise is still yeah, going dude. in your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that that is a funny. Uh, <laughs> you end up taking it and throwing your laptop. <laughs> you can't turn it off. <laughs> dude, I remember sitting in uh, one of those lecture classes and. It, uh, a kid like three rows in front of me um, opened up his laptop and straight up Pornhub, like full like full screen video, sound on, just 8 a.m. class, didn't close it the night before, opened it up, you know. What was he into, his... man? <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't really, I, I wasn't <laughs> really paying attention. All I, you know, all you heard was just like, oh! 
you know, wasn't I, really not, paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, got the whoa, side whoa, eye whoa, go. Whoa. That's not what it's, you know, I didn't want to be rich. <laughs> That's what I sound like. So okay. <laughs> Is that not what you sound like? Okay. Oh, I'm alone me, on this one. Let right. me delete some search history real quick. One second. Sorry. Totally unrelated. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, dude, how was your, uh, your Christmas, man? Like, I haven't <laughs> talked to you since before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. No, Christmas was actually, it was really good. Um, when yeah. I drove the seven and a half, eight hours down to uh, Charlotte um, to see mom and dad, it went really smooth. I, I, like, I hate driving, but like, I remember I was talking about that. Like, I hate driving, but like, a long road trip by yourself like that really, really opens your eyes to a lot. Uh, I had it a does. lot of time to think, had a lot of time to like kind of mentally prepare myself without anyone else being in the car to go home and, Got home. Mom and dad are great. We had a lovely uh, little Christmas. It was a little unorthodox and untraditional on like how we usually do things, but it ended up working out fine. Um, the only weird, uh, weird, the weird part was like we went to visit my my mom's uh, mom, my nana, and my cousin has COVID. So my cousin and her family and my aunts and uncle and stuff uh, sat outside and like twenty feet away, and then we just kind of were like, "How are you?" We're great. <laughs> All right. Like, it, you know, you can't have, have a conversation. Binocul- <laughs> have binoculars from across the yard. Just like, that's a really great gift. Yeah. You're welcome. I didn't know if you wore a medium or a large. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. These, like, my Nana opened up some gifts, and then uh, she made, like, a little joke. And we were all like, ha, ha, ha. And then my, you know, they're across the lawn, so we're they're like, what did she say? And we're like, ah, like, you know, you can't really, like, it's gone. It's passed. Like, like, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right. Like, but it was good, man. I had a really good time. Uh, I got to see Ian while I was down there. Um, we hung out a few times. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Ian. Shout out. Um, and, yeah, other than that, I just I got to... I did the whole rounds, like, because I didn't go home for Thanksgiving, I got to see uh, Mama Joyce and my Nana and my aunts and uncles and just kind of did the the circle. It was chaotic for a couple of days, but it was, you know, yeah. it was worth it because I didn't see anybody. I was actually kind of excited about it. But uh, how'd your Christmas go? Jira, I know you got, oh, I know man. you had a little bit of a rocky start to, <laughs> to Christmas. Did it continue? Dude, the old, the old holidays, boy, really. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, so my Christmas was um, weird. Uh, so I didn't end up going to like my aunt and uncle's house. You know how I told you last time I was like they have that big uh, Christmas Eve party every year. Yeah, the beach. Anyway, so <laughs> dude, I'm picking some up tonight. Oh, <laughs> like yes. immediately after I log out of this call, bro. <laughs> she saved me some. Oh hell yeah! And she's like, "Just come get it tonight." And I was cause, so so. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, didn't see them on Christmas Eve. Uh, Allison and I went to my parents' place uh, Christmas Day. We were supposed to go to Baton Rouge to go see my grandmother, uh, but somebody got sick, so that got kind of canceled. Uh, which you know what? I miss her, and I'd love to see them. But uh, you know, driving from New Orleans to Baton Rouge is a trek, bro. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a long ways. Yeah. Anyway, and so I got home 
after Allison and I got home on Christmas Day, I was just like, I went in my room for a couple hours. I was just like, golly, I need to like just decompress because <laughs> I felt really bad because mm-hmm. I accidentally left Allison alone with my mom for like half an hour. And like <laughs> she was just giving her like, so when are babies on the way? Just saying, you know, oh, all the all the mom yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Allison, like, texts me. She's like, where in the hell are you? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, me and my brother, my brothers, uh, I was having the dog pull me on the longboard. My older brother's got his thing. My little brother's got his skateboard. My little, my little nephew, he's got his little scooter. And then, like, we would have been back in 15 minutes. But my nephew, who's, like, seven years old, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> slow down to turn. He just cut it and then ended up absolutely eating the pavement dude like i'm talking like face exploded <laughs> just everywhere uh oh my God. Luck- luckily luckily I'll, I'll actually you know maybe i'll post a picture of him on uh on instagram that'd be funny uh <laughs> i love him but uh luckily there's this like group of like this little family like walking not little family but you know average sized family walking by while we were uh, riding around, mm-hmm. and they saw him take that spill, and the dad rushed over. He's just like, hey, I'm a doctor. Let me look at him really quick. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, thank you so much. He's like, yeah, yeah. he's fine. Just hurt his nose, and my nephew's just freaking out. He's like, is my nose going to fall off? <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. seven-year-olds say whenever they get hurt. Um, anyway, so we got home. We got home, and I was just like, man. It's like 9 o'clock at night or something. I was like, oh, crap. Like, let me... Let me do some preventative maintenance really quick uh, on the old family front. So I called the people that I didn't see the night before just mm-hmm. to wish them a Merry Christmas. And like everything was fine. Like, they know they don't have no beef with me. But, like, they, once again, like, everybody's just kind of going off on each other through me. And I'm just like, all right, well, it was nice talking to you. I'll see you later. Uh, I'm like, I'm really not trying to be a part of this. Like, don't. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, Jordan said, don't don't do that to me. Keep I'm my not name out your mouth, that. please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know things aren't aren't smooth yet. But you know, maybe one day down the road, getting uh, there, everything will be fine. But I don't know. It's just been a lot going on, a lot going on. But Allison and I had a great Christmas. That's yeah, good. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, taking a yeah. day by day, I tell you. That's good. Uh, yeah. Did you guys do anything special? Just the YouTube? Just uh, just YouTube? <laughs> so yeah, like it was just us two in the morning. Um, dude, I'm really I'm really kind of upset about it actually. Uh, Allison got me and her tickets to go see the Revivalists on New Year's Eve. Oh. Uh, like they're from New Orleans, and mm-hmm. they're like one of my favorite bands. And uh, I was so pumped. I told her about it like two months ago, and she got the tickets for me. Anyway, like the show got postponed until May, and I'm just like, good lord, man! Like, sucks, bro. Uh, So that sucked, but she got me a longboard. I'm able to like, dude, I've just been having the dog just pull me around the neighborhood. Like, (laughs) yeah, I saw your Snapchat. All the old ladies down the street. (laughs) The funniest thing was that ladies uh... down the street, bro. (laughs) He was the funniest part was you guys were on the road, and I saw he, he was like pulling you, and he was. He was like, "No, I'm gonna be on the sidewalk. Like, I'm gonna be safe." Like, I'm going, I saw him I'm kept going trying to go onto the sidewalk. <laughs> I was like, "What a good boy! Oh, man. What a good boy, dude!" Uh, 
all the old ladies down the street are just like, well, that's one way to walk your dog, or that's cheating. And I'm just like, shut up. (laughs) You're right. It is. It is, but it helps. You think I'm trying to walk two miles every day? I mean, I need it probably, but like, uh, it's probably good for me. Work harder, not or work smarter, not harder. You know, work smarter, not harder. Dude, he learned a new trick this morning. He finally oh. like mastered it, like on command. I taught him how to bow down, and he looks all cute and shit. Uh, that's step one: is having him do the trick. Mm-hmm. Step two is whenever I bow down to him, I want him to bow down in response, and then we just mm-hmm. have this little thing going. Uh, but I was really excited about that. Uh, Allison's just like, why are you so into this right now? Dude, I was freaking out with excitement. Just like, yes, dude, you did it. We've been working on that for weeks. Like, yes, you finally did it. Uh, so, yeah, that was great. Um, dude, I love my dog. Yeah, you're <laughs> I know a proud I say dad that all right the time. Now. <laughs> Bro, I, I, listen, listen, I, there are, I like a lot of things in this world, okay? Mm-hmm. But my wife and my dog, yeah, I'll throw the cats in there. They're pretty cool. Uh, I had this crazy dream about one of the cats last night. It was wild. Um, but yeah, I love my freaking dog. I love my family. Uh <laughs> Just to go on a random tangent, because this is so hilarious to me. Yeah, go for it. So I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning at like, like, I don't know, uh, seven, because Goose was just like, just crying at me to wake (laughs) me up to go outside. Yeah. Uh, And so I took him out, and then I was like, all right, dude, you, you do your thing. And so I went back to bed, and I woke up like two hours later. I was having this wildly stupid dream of... I was, me and Allison are hanging out in the living room. Zendaya's there for some reason. And she's like kind of playing the piano. And then all of a sudden, one of my cats, Napoleon, he jumps up on the piano and starts playing the Goosebumps like TV theme song. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. And I was just like, this is great. And then I woke up. I was like, oh, that's not real. I I was really disappointed. (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was really sad about it so now i think i'm gonna teach him how to play i'm just yeah. gonna like keyboard cat it up but <laughs> song on there. that's, that's like awesome. one of the best dreams i've had all year like that was great just dude i'm not gonna fun. lie i don't know if it's something in me i don't know what i'm doing wrong but i it's either i know i dream but as soon as I wake up, it's it feels like this, like where I close my eyes and I wake up. And I know there's probably dreams that I've forgotten and things like that. But it just feels like I black out for six to eight hours and then I wake up like right. I don't I don't dream like I And when I do have vivid dreams, it's Dude, like very sucks. far and in between. It's like I, I it's like I don't know. And I don't know if it's like I immediately forget them when I wake up, but I don't even re- you know how you can like remember that you had a dream but don't remember the dream? It's not even like that. Yeah. I just go, yeah, I just blacked out for 8 hours and, and then, then I got I, up. And then I woke up. And then I woke up and then I but <laughs> suddenly I, I was yeah. awake. <laughs> yeah. I I guess I only dream when if I'm like having anxiety dreams or something like that. I guess that's when it's really? the most vivid. Yeah. Dude, I have like some wild dreams, man, and like 
I don't know. Uh, sometimes they're they're really ridiculous, especially when I'm really stressed out. Oh man, I woke up in tears like a month ago, dude. I was going through it, and uh, oh, I was like, I woke up at like 4 a.m. just like cold sweat, just like mm. oh god, that was awful. What is going on? Uh, but half the time, dude, I just have absolutely ridiculous dreams, and just... I think they're so fun, and I really. I really need to write these things down, dude. Like for real. Like I'll never forget the the keyboard dream. I'll never forget that one. That one's just hilarious. But like some dreams, man, I'm like, oh god, that would have been a perfect movie, or that would have been yeah. like a perfect TV show, and I can't remember it. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Man. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's the bane Sometimes of I'll have. <laughs> Sometimes I'll have lucid dreams, and those, like, I am, if, whenever I have a lucid dream, like, I immediately write it down just so I, like, have a record of it, because I want to make sure that maybe one of these days I'll start doing it regularly, but I'll have, like, a lucid dream, like, once a month now. Whoa, Which is, dude, that, yeah. that's bonkers, that, like, kind of blows my mind, because I remember having one lucid dream, and it wasn't even lucid, I just, like, immediately became aware that I was dreaming, and then I woke up. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, I think I'm dreaming right now. And then I woke up and I was like, no, no, I wanted to like fly around. I wanted to become the Hulk. I, I want to like, be in Fantasyland <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you about my first like lucid dream that I remember having. Where also a, a little trick. So you could, <laughs> I do this all the time during the day, like when I'm awake. Uh, I stare at my hands like every like, 20 minutes or something, I'll look down at my hands and kind of, you know, open and close them. And then I'll look at, like, a clock face. So I'll always look at my watch or something. Because mm-hmm. in your dreams, clocks, they look stupid. They look insane. Like, I don't know. Obviously, oh, you don't okay. remember yeah, it's your dreams, everybody, but, but if, you, if you find yourself in your dream and you look at a clock, and all of a sudden, instead of the number three, there's a rubber duck and then a rocket ship, like, kind of mm-hmm. exploding off of it. It's because clocks, like, don't make sense in your dreams. Also, your hands, they look like your fingers got bitten off. Like, you have little nub fingers in your dreams, which is wild. So, they look like this. And so, like, I'm like, whoa. So, (laughs) the first time I remember having a lucid dream, I was, like, walking through my high school uh, hallway or something. And I kind of looked up at the clock. I said, oh, that looks weird. And then I, like, triggered that. I was like, oh, look at my hands really quick. So I looked at my hands, and I had little nub hands. And I was just like, oh, I'm dreaming. And then everybody stopped in the hallways. And then all of a sudden, everything was just rushing around me. And, like, I hear little whispers, like, you're not supposed to do this. Like, this isn't how this works. And, like, my brain was trying to scare me awake. Wild shit. I was just like, no, baby. Like, (laughs) I am staying. And so... That is straight up Inception. <laughs> so I started flying around, bro. Started, <sighs> I couldn't control the environment I was in. Like mm-hmm. every, what felt like every five minutes, I would walk through a door and I'd be like in my room and then I'd open the door and then all of a sudden I'm on top of Mount Everest or something like that. Yeah. Like the just... scenery would always change, but I could control what happened in the scene, which I thought was really, really cool. Dang, and I really wrote cool. everything down. It's like an eight-paragraph story that I have saved in my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid, dude. <laughs> Just some bonkers shit. That is real dumb that's shit. That's wild. Like, the, things, the things I decided to do in my dream. <laughs> dumb. 
I was just was like, it, oh man, that one scene from the Iron Giant where they do cannonballs in the lake. I want to oh, yeah. do that. So I, <laughs> so I did cannonballs with the Iron Giant, bro. Like it was wild. It was great. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Dude, yeah, I remember having, uh, it's only ever happened once in my life. And I was visiting home uh, to my parents in college, like right before finals week or something. So I was a little stressed out and was. Like going, right. you know, just trying to get home and have like a peaceful weekend before finals. And uh, I remember, and it, oh, it's crazy because I remember going to sleep and then I woke up in my room and everything was exactly the same. Like the I was like laying in my bed wearing the same clothes. Everything was the same. And I look up in the corner and a spider, like four feet and wide, like giant, was like in the corner of the room. And was, like, slowly, like, Ooh. you know, like, moving its legs. And I, in the dream, like, was like, oh, shit. And, like, was so scared. <laughs> and, like, threw up, like, opened the covers and, like, ran to my parents or the bathroom in the hallway at my parents' house. And stood in my bathroom. I and then was. I No, no. And then I woke up. <laughs> and then I woke up from the dream. And, and then I woke then up. I, oh, shit. Yeah, like, I woke up from the dream. And the same process happened. Like, I woke up. I looked at the corner. Obviously, nothing was there, but I was so freaked out in my mind that I ripped the covers off and ran to the bathroom again. And then when I got to the bathroom, I literally, like, sat there for, like, five minutes and was like, what is happening? What is going on? Like, I I didn't know. I was like, was I? Okay. And it finally clicked in. I was like, oh, I was dreaming. And that was a dream. But it took me a while. Like, I had – my sense of reality was just (laughs) – thrown off and Just i was off like, the wall dude. whoa like i've never felt that way before because i felt like dumb like i was like i was dreaming but that felt so real like in the moment like even in the dream it felt real like because I, I remember throwing up. the covers off and being scared in the dream and was yeah. like it felt like so real and i was like <laughs> it's only ever happened that one time Ooh. but dude i do not want that shit to happen again man. that's <laughs> freaky that's freaky waking up in your dream only for it to be another dream? Oh, Lord, that's terrifying. Yeah. Because you it, think everything's, like, all good, and then all of a sudden your foot explodes, and you're just like, what? And then you wake up again. And you're like, and then the it's, Bro, you ever had... We're getting so off track, like, at the <laughs> very beginning, and I think it's great. Uh, bro, you ever had, like, sleep paralysis? No. That shit's wild, bro. Never had that. That's a big fear I was, too. I, I was determined to lucid dream. And mm-hmm. so, like, I was, like, reading all these, like, books and articles and shit about it. Oh, you and, got like, into it. I got into it, into it. Okay. Because I was like, bro, I'm working all the time. I want to have a life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're playing Second Life in your dream? <laughs> second Life. Just playing The Sims in my head, bro. But, uh, dude, I, I distinctly remember it was the first and only time, eh, maybe second time I tried it, but, like, after this happened, it was done for. Uh, one thing I read is that you want to, like, when you're going to sleep, you want to lay, like, on your back and be perfectly still to where mm. your brain kind of tricks your body into thinking that it's asleep. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, naturally, when you're asleep, you fucking kind of go into sleep paralysis. Like, so yeah. you don't end up sleepwalking and then running outside in the middle of traffic or something like that. Uh and so, like, I'm sitting there for, like, 45 minutes, and then I can't move. I know I'm awake, but my body is just, like, 
it, it like, can, I, I had to think thoroughly about how to move my foot because you know how like how breathing you don't think about breathing you just breathe like yeah. with your with your limbs and stuff you don't think about how you're moving yeah. everything you just do it mm-hmm. bro i could not move at all and like Ooh. you know all those all those memes and stuff all those pictures on twitter where it's just like oh my sleep paralysis demon coming out to say hello bro that's real like oh, i God. see like this mistake serious black figure in the corner and i'm just like oh god oh god like that four foot spider you were talking about dude just like creeping up on me and then finally i jolt myself awake i was like i am not doing that anymore no way no 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 bro terrified because i'm awake it's not like i know i'm not dreaming i am just hallucinating because Mm -hmm. my brain is kind of half asleep and is is letting all those sleep dream chemicals go, and I can't stop it. And I am just, oh lord, dude, no, pissed no, my thank pants. You. Bad, no, thank you, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I, I've heard horror stories about people having sleep paralysis, and that that's a legitimate fear of mine. Is yeah, waking up and thinking that you're awake but can't move, you're paralyzed. That is, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> rough. It's rough. Oh man. Okay, let's. We're, what, 25 minutes in. Excellent. Let's fucking... <laughs> let's, yeah, let's get into it. Let's start the show! Uh... <laughs> anyway, so, okay, uh, yeah, we should have done this at the beginning, but please, uh, if you would, follow, like, subscribe, write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're able to leave comments and reviews and ratings and stuff, wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be... Greatly appreciated. I kind of saw the last couple shows after we've been saying it in the beginning. We've seen a couple, a couple little more upticks. Yeah, uh, absolutely. On yeah. that front, which yeah, that's great, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, love you guys. Uh, love the support. Yeah, yeah, dude. You follow the podcast on Instagram at Almost Cool Pod. You can follow Martin uh, Creation underscore of Martin. You can follow me Jordan Hooter underscore. Excellent. That is out of the way. So, Marty Boy. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about a couple things today. Um, one, uh, I've been really thinking about relationships lately, uh, and not like romantic relationships, but just friends. And I know we hit like a little stride on talking about friends a couple months back, where it's felt like five shows in a row yeah. were just like, well, how do you maintain a relationship? Anyway, I ain't worried about maintaining nothing now. <laughs> I, I am just looking... <laughs> We're not talking about preservation here. We're just... Bro, no lies. No lies. Oh, God, I'm about to get on another tangent. I'll get that in a second. Uh, (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) But I wanted... I've been really taking a deep look into what I like about people, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear your input on what makes a person attractive, not so much physically, but just as a cool person that you want to be around. Yeah. uh, What makes that person like whoa, whoa components mm-hmm. what secret sauce does a person need to have sugar spice everything nice <laughs> boom chemical x you know all these different things <laughs> uh and also because it's the end of the year i wanted to talk about a few new year's resolutions i don't know if that's lame but fuck it i've got some things i want to do yeah in the future absolutely. same and some are a little stupid i can't lie but for some reason i think they're really interesting to me Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, let's fucking let's dive into it, my friend. Yeah. Um. So let me let me get to that tangent now because it's actually a point. Um. So I'm thinking of one of my, I guess, old friends who I'm not really friends with this person anymore, which okay. makes me sad in a way. Like, is it I'm out not, of I'm not, a falling out, or is it, like, just naturally kind of went separate ways? It just naturally just went separate ways. Okay. Um, which is kind of a weird situation. Uh, anyway, so this person really, like, does not reach out to me anymore. And every time I reach out to them, uh, I get a text back, you know, a couple hours later. And then it's just kind of, hey, let's meet up tonight. Like, we'll make plans to hang out all week and then... An hour before we're supposed to, every week on the dot, I call it every single time now, uh, they bail. And Mm -hmm. you know what? That's totally fine. You have other friends now. Totally cool. Don't care. Um, Sad to see you go. Not trying to make you leave. Um, But it got me thinking because I started meeting more people. And I've been a lot pickier, especially since we started doing this podcast, about who I want to associate myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, at least on a real life level, not just like a work level or people yeah, I absolutely. kind of have to get along with just to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met this, uh, I met this girl, uh, shout out Skylar. Like I, I got nothing but great things to say about you. So I'm using your real name. What's yeah. up? Um, and she is like one of the most genuine people I think I've ever met. Like she is really fantastic. Allison absolutely loves her. I love her. I love her boyfriend, Joe. Really cool dude. Like, Mm -hmm. they're just so much fun to hang around with. And a lot of, I don't know, like, from the get-go, the moment I met her, I was just like, oh, shit, like, this person's, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just think they have this very infectious, magical personality, and I want to be near it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And... So, me and Allison, like, we ended up talking about it, like, a couple weeks later after we met her. And it was just like, dude, what do you think about Skylar? And she's like, I love her. I was like, dude, I think she's great. Like, I mm-hmm. don't have really a bad thing to say about her. I know nobody's perfect. And they're like, if I really looked, I can find some things that I don't care for. But <laughs> let's not, not go that. searching too uh, hard. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go searching for that stuff. Come on, man. Uh <laughs> But she's, like, just really very genuine in who she is and, like, unapologetic about it. But unapologetic in a way that, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm a bitch, so I'm a be a bitch. Not like that. You know what I'm saying? No, I totally, yeah, I get you. It's just she knows who she is and she embraces that. And she's like, listen, if you don't like it, that's cool. I I like it, so I'm Mm -hmm. doing it. You know, and she'll be really nice and really just she'll keep whatever you don't like away from her or keep whatever you don't like about her away from you. Mm -hmm. But she's still going to do her thing, which I think is really great, which I think is really great. Um, Very understanding person, like very. And honestly, I see it's one reason why I love Allison so much is just because Allison and I disagree on a lot of things, bro. Like, yeah. Not a crazy amount of things, but when we do disagree, we tend to disagree. But we're able to just be like, huh, well, you know what? That makes you you, and I love it. So, Absolutely. Cool. And yeah, we're able like to get a past it like that. to it at some point. Yeah. 
And I don't know. I just think she's really great. And I've low-key been, like, keeping new people at the Skylar standard. Yeah. Like, I think I think if you're... <laughs> this is sound kind of like really dickish, but if you're better than Skylar, fucking like, <laughs> dude, you're a homie. But if you're less than Skylar, it's just like, you know what? We could be acquaintances. Like, I can know yeah, you, you just... can know me, but I'm not inviting you over for lunch, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. like, just anywhere near that line, it's just like, dude, this is great. Like, I think mm-hmm. she might be the prime meridian of relationships I want to have with people. And you know what? I'm so thankful that I got to meet her. And I think it's great. Just texting her like 20 minutes ago before we started recording. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? What's your your secret sauce? What do you need? Dude, you know what it is? Or what do you want? Yeah, I guess it's like, what do I want? Uh, You know what it is? is, uh, And I'm glad you used the word attraction. And it's not like you were saying. It's not a physical attraction where you think someone is hot or beautiful and you're like, oh, I'm going to go slay that. Like, it's not not that energy at all. It's (laughs) like, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, it's. I love, I think what I need is because, like, as you get older, you just naturally, you you narrow your friends, like, you start to talk to less people, you make less friends, Th- th- your life kind of narrows because you are, your, your responsibilities are becoming more of a priority and things like that, so. Right, right. I'm super attracted to people, like, like you were saying, like, genuine people and people who are unapologetically themselves because they know themselves. And I think that I think that is yeah. so attractive when people really know themselves and they present it unapologetically to you. You're just like, even if it doesn't really vibe with you, there's still part of me that goes, "Man, that guy's real," or "That girl's real as hell." Like that person yeah. is just they. It doesn't matter that like I don't necessarily like we don't maybe maybe no we don't have anything in common that doesn't really matter to me. I'm just like, damn, they're really like themselves and they know themselves. And if you know yourself, which and I guess we're in this age range where like. In your 20, 20 to 30, you really, really discover yourself in certain ways. And so I, I'm not saying you have to be a completely yeah. independent person and have everything together and, and you're, you know yourself through and through because we're always growing, we're always changing. But <laughs> the, the attraction that I, I feel like with people is when you're just yourself and you just are – and you know it. And you just know you're, 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 you're being yourself. And that when you know that you're just being yourself and you can confidently present that – to people around you that energy is received so well like it's like yes like everyone i think it's like i don't know it kind of gets uh oh how do you say it like it's contagious and it it kind of helps everyone feel comfortable and things but uh i think um with that like to to spin off the point i'm trying to make is you know when um you have a friend and they invite you to everything. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. sometimes you can't go to everything. But let's say it's like, hey, let's go to this concert. And you're like, no, no, I, I can't go. I'm sorry. And then they just don't end up going to the concert either. And, like, you and you start noticing a pattern that, like, every time they invite you to do something and you say no, they just don't do it. And you're they like... don't go. And yeah. it's like, the thing with that is, like, I... I want you, you're inviting me because you want to go do this thing, and if I can't, I still want you to be able to like want to go do that thing. Because what if you don't go? Then it's like I'm your excuse, right? Like I'm your excuse to go there, and you're ta- you're like making me tag along because you can't go alone. And I don't, I don't really, I don't think that that's an attractive quality to people because I don't because like what 
you don't feel like you're missing out on anything of their life. Because I think, like, if you're going to, if you end up going to that concert and then, uh, you know, you invite me to something else and I say no and you end up going to do that and then I see you having fun and, like, I missed out on you going to that concert and that being a great thing. Yeah. That's attractive of, like, oh, I am missing out on this thing. I don't want dude. to miss out the next time. And I'm like, yeah, dude, oh. use FOMO to your, to your advantage, people. Yeah, Come like, on. <laughs> like I, and I think because like you know it's like I picked on Brad about going to concerts alone all the time uh, a little while ago, and uh, but I think that's a really right. attractive quality because he invited me. I said oh, I can't tonight, man, and he still went, and that made me feel like yeah. oh, damn, I really wish I could go now because he's gonna go regardless, and that's making me feel like I'm missing out on something. And it, I, I don't know. I think that remember. that's a. <laughs> A I distinctly remember. Quality. Oh, sorry, sorry. I keep cutting you off. No, you're okay. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> I distinctly remember asking you because we went to Nashville to go see, uh, like, live on the green that little uh, concert that they do in Nashville. You and I went one year, and then I went the next year, and I invited you again. You're like, oh man, sorry, bro, can't go. So I was like, all right, cool. So I brought Paul with me, and mm-hmm. I was just like. I was like, fuck Martin, he's fucking missing out, dude. We're having a great time. Just like... <laughs> and you're like, oh man, that looks great. Like, how's the show? I was just like, dude, it's fucking great. Be better if you were here. Ha 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 ha. I think fucking dumb. Yeah. No, but it's like I love I love that quality to people. It's like and that's what I think if you have – I think that's my – like not my secret sauce, but I think that's a secret sauce that I think a lot of people can – like I want to get behind is like if you make people feel like they're missing out on something, they're going to be attracted to you. Like they're going to be naturally more inclined to come back. Like and if right. they don't yeah. feel like they're missing out, then they don't care and then you shouldn't care either. You know? It's like if yeah. they really don't care about being there – and they don't like voice that they're sad that they missed out or whatever, then it's okay. Then you're like, okay, well, that didn't matter anyway. But I think more times than not, you invite somebody (laughs) and they say no, and you end up going anyway and having a great time. Something in them triggers where like, damn, like they still like had a great time. And like, I wasn't the avenue for that, or I didn't even help in any way. And I wish now I gone because they had such a good time. I don't, I think that's super attractive and I don't, I don't think you necessarily need to, like, be so deliberate about, like, I'm still going to go to make them miss out on things. Like, that's not what I mean. I just – I think it's just naturally, like, if you miss out on something, you have a good time and people are more inclined to say yes the next time you ask because they're attracted to you, like, going out and doing stuff. I don't know. That's kind of the way I think about it. And uh, But no, I think that's a – I think that's a great point. Um, So a little thing – that um i'm not saying it's a problem or anything but this is goes along the lines of what something else and i are kind of dealing with is that some nights like i get off like two hours later than she does mm-hmm. um and so like i'm beat by the end of the day for sure and usually now like i'll go out once a week you know if i fucking can but some days throughout the week, she'll be like, hey, do you want to go grab a few drinks? I was like, honestly, like, I really want to go to sleep. Like, you go, though. Like, have fun. Like, invite somebody out. But she doesn't want to go unless I, like, unless I go with her. And mm-hmm. I get that to a point. Like, obviously, like, we haven't seen each other all day. You want to hang out with me some. And you know what? I want to hang out with you, too. But 
I was like, listen, I don't want to impede on you having a good time because I'm going to be a sleepy, just drowsy mess at the table. You know, like I'll be kind of dozing off while we're having a conversation. And I'm not trying to do that. I feel like that's a real dick move. Like if I've got Mm -hmm. the energy, yeah, dude, let's fucking go. But I want her to go out more often without me. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Yeah, absolutely. Not to get rid of her or anything, but just so I'm not impeding on her good time. Mm-hmm. And that was something that we've been talking about a lot recently. It's been kind of lame. Um, yeah, but I no, mean, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think I think that's the uh, with that situation. I mean, I I don't know what it is in me, but like to me, if I was Allison, I'd just be like, "All right, so you like." <laughs> I just would go, like there's just nothing in me to be like all right like cool yeah. like I have plans but I but I no but to you know be on her side a little bit I totally get she's excited to go do those things specifically with you with and I me. don't yeah. yeah and so I totally get that and being like oh I just I really want to hang out with you I love you like you know whatever and uh so yeah. I can I can definitely see it but I'm I am I agree with you being like no baby like you're going to see me we live in the same house I know we're going to have yeah time to see like if you can have a night with your girls or you know whoever you work with or whatever going on like go do it i'll hear about it and honestly if she did that you might feel a little left out you never know exactly (laughs) exactly like i'd be more inclined to go the next time like she literally did that the other day where uh she went out to work and stayed afterwards to have a few drinks with her coworker, and I was busy running errands and stuff, and she's like, hey, like, if you have time, come drop by. Like, we're still hanging out. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I really want to do that. That sounds like so much fun. And eventually, I made my way out there, and it was a blast. It was a really good time, and I felt left out. Mm -hmm. And even though I wasn't feeling, like, the most socially welcoming that Mm -hmm. day, I kind of put that aside just to go have fun. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to, like, like, force yourself. (laughs) I felt like a blob, like, all morning. Like, you remember that episode of The Fairly Odd Parents where Timmy wishes everyone was the same? Yep. And it's just a bunch of, like, gray blobs all over the place? <laughs> yep. Oh, God. That's how I was viewing everyone <laughs> that day. Really rough morning. Dude, I've been yeah. going through it recently. <laughs> Dude, you really have, man. And it's, it's uh, I don't, I don't know how to... It's getting better. Like, I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I have I feel... full faith in you, and, like, you have a good support Ooh. system, and I know I, I don't – I have no need to worry about you, even though I do. I'm just that type of person. But uh, I, I just <laughs> – I don't know. I, I think I, I think liking people and, like, their energies and stuff, um, sometimes it is, it, does, it is nice to see someone not be completely okay – with going out or something like that, hanging out, but they end yeah. up doing it and you end up having a good time. And it's like, yeah, you just, sometimes you have to get over that like 15, 20 minute hump to have a good time. You know, you yeah. get there, you're like, exactly. All right, well, I wasn't really feeling it. I'm not the energy. And then somebody makes you laugh and then, and then you have a drink and then you're like, Oh, wow. All right. All right. Cool. I'm actually, it got me yeah. out of my hump and it's, yeah. then you're yeah, not loosey goosey, baby. Let's yeah. do this. And I, <laughs> but, uh, I don't, I think another secret sauce item of, Secret sauce. Secret sauce. I like that. I like that. Like the secret sauce of like the X factor of people that you can't really explain. (laughs) Um, Of course, mine's humor. Like, of course, if you're a funny person, I'm I'm just inclined to be around you you, naturally. Uh, That's a given. But um, ones that are like kind of you don't really like think about uh, in depth too much um, when you're meeting someone new 
is the uh, oh what is it i oh my why am i i'm going back to my old ways i'm blanking <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'll think of it i'll think of it <laughs> oh i need the secret sauce item yeah, all right well i'll i'll say another one i'll say another one yeah go for it i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no you're fine you're fine it kind of relates to um what we were just talking about but people that are like the right kind of pushy you know what i mean oh yeah like so i for one am terrible with peer pressure i am awful <laughs> when it comes to peer pressure Oh, like I will put up a, I will put up a fight for a strong three seconds. You just ask me a second time, and I'll probably do whatever you ask. Uh, <laughs> All you gotta do is ask twice. <laughs> so hey Jordan, take this shot with us. No, I'm not feeling it. Come on, yeah, you make a strong <laughs> argument. That's I've had that conversation so many times. But like, I'm not talking about people that. That force you to be like, oh, what are you, a little bitch? You ain't going to take a <laughs> shot with us, huh, you little bitch, huh, you little fucking bitch? Bro? No, I'm not talking about that. But people that incline you and really, like, encourage you to do stuff out of your comfort zone that, like, it makes me feel so believed in and just like, oh, man, like, dude, I never would have given this a try if you didn't say, hey, do it. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? I totally know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. Like, it's completely obvious. All I have to do is try, and I'll probably enjoy myself. But it never crossed my mind until you said something about it, and I am so grateful for that. Yeah, uh, that's like I the. Love it's that. like I love. Yeah, that. It's a good form of peer pressure because if you end up, if you really are stern and you're like, no, I'm not doing it, they're just gonna like their perception of you doesn't change. They're like, all right, cool, man. Like I no, totally get it. No, I'm gonna stop being right. pushy. Like I'm gonna be pushy because I'm your friend, but I, there, I, I'm gonna put a cap to it. I'm not gonna make you feel bad for not doing it. And that's, I learned that in college with drinking and stuff of, uh, like getting yeah. to a point. I know my, I know my level. We've been talking about this throughout the podcast of like two gin and tonics deep, and I'm flying high. Like I'm good. So I know my limit, and if shots are on the table, I'm like, woohoo, okay, I'm going to be throwing up, and I I just don't (laughs) want that anymore. So, like, I remember going out, um, and not with, like, my immediate uh, friend group or anything, but just, like, random people that you're out with, and, like, I didn't end up taking a – I remember a group of tequila shots came around. I was already at my – probably at my point, probably actually too late out, and I was like, no, 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 I definitely can't do this. Like, I already got to take an Uber home, and, like, you know, I'm going to – I'm good. And uh, the like the three people that I was with are like, are you serious? Are you serious? And like, I don't, I, I actually, I'm not, I don't get, I don't think peer pressure is like a big problem for me personally, but <laughs> like, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do it. But then they all got kind of like hateful or not hateful, but like kind of like they just, I felt the energy go like, well, you're not here to have a good time with us. And then they were like, not mad at me, but like dismissed me from a little bit. And like, you know what I mean? They had more conversations with each other than involving me. And I was just like, okay, I've reached my limit. I'm out of here. I don't want to be around this anymore. And then I was like, okay, I'm only going to see you. I'm not going to see you guys outside of the bars or like, I may run into you and that's fine, but I, I don't know. That's yeah. I hate when you get reached that point and like people end up being mad at you because you didn't do it it's like man i'm trying to preserve like the little soberness i have to get home <laughs> like just yeah like, for real 
Like, leave I have me to alone. Type seven numbers into this phone right now. Like, yeah, I can't like, afford I, to mess know, this up, dude. I and that's. I think I really. I I'm, I'm with you. I like the friends that are that push you to do crazy things that you're not. You know, you wouldn't initiate yourself. But then, you know, if you're gonna say no, it's it's cool to like. Oh, all right, cool, it's man. Totally like, fine. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> like, don't all right, worry well, about. I know that was kind of. Just weird. thought I'd ask. Yeah, just yeah. thought I'd ask. Like, <laughs> like, and I'd then, ask. but honestly, I'm the kind of guy that's like, oh man, like if they're like, oh man, that's cool. I, I just thought I'd ask. It something in me feels guilty, where I'm like, nah, give me up, give me up, give me up. <laughs> like, that's my pre pressure. Is I feel up. guilty. Yeah. <laughs> if you make me feel guilty, I'll do it. <laughs> But not in like an aggressive, mean way. You know that won't work. Martin is easily susceptible to guilt trips. Yep, that yeah, I really got am. you. I, uh, I have dude. Same. Oh, God, same. I have too big of a heart for my own good. It feels like, and that dude, that sounds like a little I like egotistical, to, but I like to think I'm not a people pleaser, but to a point, I really am, and mm-hmm. it is bad for me sometimes. Yeah. Other times, it, like I've gotten such dude, I am leaps and bounds ahead of where I used to be because. I was so terrified of letting anyone down, and I'll get to yep. this during the resolutions and shit, but, like, whoo, like, now if I don't feel like doing anything, if I'm really, like, if it's, if it's, you know, that last shot at the end of the night when I'm already fucking blasted, or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of other extracurricular activity, when I know I'm at my limit, it's just like, I'm good, man. And like, oh, I'll take it. It's like, ah, yeah, I did it the last three times. I'm good. Like, I need to, I need to sit down. Like, I'm still vibing. I like where I'm at. Like, mm-hmm. let me, let, let me ride this out. Oh man. Yeah. But that's... uh, <laughs> my last thing, last, last secret sauce item that I have, which I didn't even write this down. I just thought about it, and I realized how important it was. Yep. Inclusivity, bro. Of just like. Trying to make sure so I'll say I'll say this again. If I never go back to California, I'm totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. Because at that wedding that I was at, uh Allison, myself, and young homie Kenny. And Kenny just had a baby, by the way, like last week. So shout oh, out Kenny. Congratulations, old, Kenny. Oh, that's old cute as hell. Daddy Kinster. Little oh, Emilio man. doing his Kenny's thing out dad. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But, uh, <laughs> But us three were at the table, and there's, like, eight other people at this table with us, Mm -hmm. and they all know each other. And you know what? Like, one guy, really cool, really nice, really easy to talk to, and everyone else seemed really nice, too. It's not that they weren't nice. It's just that whenever we tried to initiate a conversation with them, they kind of just, ugh, added us, and continued to huddle closer together to kind of boot us out i'm Mm -hmm. like bruh like we are going to be sitting here for at least another 30 minutes like let's let's talk man like you're never gonna see us again who cares who cares if you say something dumb it's fine it's all good i like when people say dumb stuff it makes it a great time in my opinion (laughs) but like and then I see this in other people where Allison, one thing I love about Allison is that if we're in a group and we don't really know each other, as introverted as Allison is, she tries her best to make sure other people feel involved in the conversation, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've been trying to work on myself is just 
like really oh man i remember in high school actually there was this one kid who was not very popular and i'm not saying that i was mr popular because i was very far from it but mr cool like (laughs) mr mr cool guy over here (laughs) but uh this guy was just kind of he's kind of lingering around and nobody to talk to like i've seen him for the first couple weeks of school and he never really talked to anybody and mm-hmm. so i was just like hey what are you doing come hang out for a second like well like, who are you yeah. <laughs> like, get your just, ass over here <laughs> let's like bring that turtle ass backpack over here boy like come on bro <laughs> Just hunched over at his whole life in that book bag, boy. The book bag. <laughs> Did he, was he a kid who ran through the halls? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm like, this boy does algebra. Like, <laughs> he's ready. But I don't know. Like, I, it felt so good to me just to make someone else feel more involved. And they really appreciated that. And, like, I still talk to them every once in a while still. Like, and that was mm-hmm. 10 years ago when that happened. And... Like, when I first started going out to parties by myself, um, oh, man. I went to this one party. It was my coworker's birthday. I was the only one from our job invited to this birthday party. I knew mm-hmm. nobody there except young homie Rachel. And Rachel, is, obviously, she's got 100 people at her house. She's talking to everybody. And this group of people, they see me just kind of like, I, I talked to her for a few minutes. She went to go talk to the next group. I was just like, well, here I am. Like, what do I do? And this yep. group of people just invited me over. It's just like, hey, man, you look bored. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know anybody here. I have no one to talk to. It's just like, ah, come over. It's like, what's up? Yeah. I'm Chris. So what's up, Chris? How you doing? Oh, what's up, Chris? <laughs> I don't Thanks, know if that was Chris. his name. Hope he had a great night. Never saw him again. But, you know, like, it was just really, it, it really felt great to be involved in something when mm-hmm. hey you three people seem to know each other and you're having a good time i don't think i'm a shabby person like let me get let me get in on this let's do yeah. it let's have yeah. a, a a greater time let's do yeah. that you know yeah. no to, to piggyback i think uh because i think inclusivity is like it's always on my radar too because I, I i i i admit that's the social interactions and so I'm not, I'm an extroverted outgoing person. I, I don't really have trouble starting conversations and, and I get to a point where I want, like I'm you, I want, I want to be included. And I want everyone else to be included. And I feel like for me, yeah. it's a strength of mine. I feel like I'm really good at that. Like making sure, like if I threw a party, I'm gonna make sure everyone has a good time. I'm going to be introducing people, make sure that they're, everyone's talking, everyone's doing their thing. And, um, I kind of have like this weird hero syndrome of, the way, and, the, and I know I don't go into social situations with this intention, but I've had this thought before, and it kind of makes me want to include people more. It's like, like the kid in high school that you were talking about alone, like didn't have anyone to talk to, no one would talk to him, and you invited him over. It's great. That in my head, I go, oh man, like you never know what's going on in people's lives, and you just never know what's going to happen when they leave this place, and if they have a bad yeah. time. Something in my head goes, something bad could happen, and that could have been their breaking point, or in like a you know 
uh, self-harm or like they go into depression because they feel like they don't have friends or anything like that. And I don't, like I said, I don't actively think about that person's alone over there. I'm, they're probably having their mental breakdown and like, I need to invite them over. That's not what I'm saying. I just, it's like a thought that ran through my head one time and I go, Oh, you really, you really don't know what people's going through. And if you're not inviting someone over and then they end up having a great time with the people that you're hanging out with and they leave with a smile on their face, something in my head goes like, we, you know, like they're leaving happy and I did what I could. And I hope that they're like a lot more settled and like when that for when they came in here, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm the Lord and Savior and they they're not going to like, you're like, go on. But you just never know. And that that thing could trigger someone into having different thoughts and opinions on like they could go they could go all through high school and say everyone hates me no one likes me and this happened in college and after college too of like just self-loathing all the time and then you get that one person that goes hey man what are you doing over there get over here let's have a good time you get to know them and then they just immediately go oh like i can make friends or like they leave feeling like they were involved and they were important and they were valued and they were validated in what their thoughts and opinions and whatever the conversation goes and in my head i go that's where the hero syndrome goes like oh man like it would make my day for someone to come up to me it's not an expectation in any means and i hope it never you know i pray that that moment doesn't really happen but like they go man you were the one who like got me out of my funk you were like you invited me over and for some reason that like pushed me out of my like spiral that i was in and i don't and now you know and i'm just like holy moly like that i don't know i just kind of have these random thoughts like that around and that keep me grounded and want to include people and like granted i should i don't look at people like like i said i don't look at people (laughs) like they're about like they're going through something and i should include them to like help them that's not at all but it is a thought i had and i just i really think that that's important like you really you never know no it really is uh, What's the uh, what's the cliche saying? It's a uh, it's like a biblical reference. Um, you uh, you don't you don't see the fruit that blooms on the seed that you plant, or something like that. Like oh, you plant a seed um, and you don't know the fruit that bears, or something something <laughs> in that reference. I don't. You'll, I'm uneducated. You'll I reap don't what know. you sow. You'll reap no, what you no, sow. No, no. It's like you don't you don't see the fruit from the seed you plant of your late. Gotcha, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like we're like you plant that seed of inviting someone over to the conversation and subconsciously like they leave and the fruit could be them having an amazing time and then they get out of a funk that they had. That's the fruit that you would never know, never see, never know. Like it could just like you could help some random people and they don't even have to know your name. Like I don't know. I just something like that kind of triggers in my head where inclusivity is so important and especially if everyone around you is having a good time and you're noticing someone's not there's something wrong. Like, there's something that's got to change. Like, especially if you're at a you're party. Not wrong, man. So I, I've said it, this. <laughs> I've said this a million times. Where I don't know where I would be without Kenny. Like, just kind of Kenny and Michael Penn, and honestly, you, because you introduced me to a lot of people as well, and I'm very, very thankful for that. But like, people just good pushing me way or my way through social interactions when I literally had no idea what the fuck to do with myself. Like. Mm-hmm. And like you're not wrong. I felt I felt terrible and I felt very lonely and very unseen and unwanted by people. But every once in a while you meet somebody and 
genuinely they have like they want you to just have a good time for once you know mm-hmm. and it's not it's not something like ba 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 here's social inclusivity man <laughs> to the rescue yep <laughs> exactly but but it them making you feel involved i'm sure is a good feeling for them as well and that i don't know it's just a, a good feeling soup all around where i'm all about it man and so you know my friends thank you so much for everything you've done for me i'll say yeah. it once i'll say it a million times like this wouldn't be possible without those people who introduced me to people or mm-hmm. just made me feel involved in a conversation for once in my life you know yeah and i i, I never would have had the confidence to go forward with it on my own exactly and i i don't know i think because it's like i said it's not as easy for everyone to put themselves out there like it is you know like that i feel like it is for me sometimes like i i definitely i'm not perfect sometimes i definitely have moments of like i'm at a party and i don't really know anybody and i feel awkward and like maybe it's not really my scene or something but i love everyone so i'm trying to have Mm -hmm. a good time and meet new people but sometimes it doesn't happen i leave like feeling kind of awkward like was that a good time i don't really know um but yeah, I don't, I don't think inclusivity is so Im, so important on, and I don't even know. It's like I think what people get caught up with inclusivity is that once you include somebody, you have to maintain that, and I think that's a false thing. Because I'm real, like this is untrue. my process of it. Like include somebody, and when you include somebody, that doesn't mean they have to tag and like be your little puppy dog, like tag like on your shoulder the whole night. That's not. That's not what that like if you're really good at social interactions and you are and you already know a bunch of people there and you notice someone, introduce them to them, create conversation or like, you know, present them to like these people want to talk to you too, it's cool, and you can leave. Like if you leave and that person ends up still talking and having a good time, then you you're like, Great, I introduce them to people and you don't it's not like a you don't you're not like a shepherd and like having all your sheep behind you and you're you know, it's (laughs) like you're just like Hey man, come over here. Here's all these people that want to like love have conversations. And now you just gave them an avenue because like introducing yourself is awkward sometimes. Like you're not just gonna like walk up to a group. Hey everybody, like I'm Martin. Especially at a party where you don't know anybody. Like that's weird. (laughs) And even for me, like that's weird. Like people like especially if they're in the middle of a conversation, they kind of go, oh like who's this guy? Like (laughs) what's up? So just breaking the tension for (laughs) exactly. Like I just I break that tension for others. If you're good at it, like, you know, use your social strengths as a weapon uh, to include people. I don't, I feel like, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's so important. And it's, I'm glad you said that. And that's a secret sauce item for sure, because I think people that are really good at doing that, it's, it's so natural. Like they don't plan on including people. They just do. Like they just go, they just do. Everybody's here. It's an innate superpower that some people just are gifted with. It's so great. And. Oh God! I know, and I'm yeah. a little envious. I'm not of saying too, it's. I'm not saying it's unachievable to not obtain this gift later on, but seeing no, some always... people do it so effort effortlessly, bro. Yeah, woo. yeah, and it's there's an X factor quality to that where sometimes that you know you really can't put it to a label of like they're doing this and this and this and that's why it's working. Sometimes it's just the person you know, and you're just like, wow, I yeah, wish I had what they had. Feeling everything out. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, cool. Like, 
I don't know, the people that feel like you're gravitated towards, or like, especially personally, like the people I feel gravitated towards have this energy and a vibe about them that I can't physically explain, and I can't label it, I can't like put a finger on it and say that's why, but it it's there, and I, I just can't, sometimes it is that way, like I'm just like, like with you, you had uh you came out with an insult we were like friend fell on my lap i was like yes i'm gonna embrace this to the fullest extent and i feel included you like we just ended up creating a friend group you introducing me all your friends it was the way you included me was probably you didn't even think about it you were just like hey man i'm going to my dorm you want to meet paul i was like yeah sure and like you were the first friend like a real friend i met so like when i introduced got introduced to paul you guys were like already pretty close so it felt like I just like, well, if Hooter and I vibe and you guys vibe so well, we're already going to vibe. And it's just like that kind of changed the Stay trajectory. Vibing. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but I remember like the first month of being in college and I kind of questioned of going out of state was a good idea or not. I like called my mom one day mm-hmm. and I was like, I have no friends. I'm going to class. All I do is eat and I eat by myself. Like I don't I don't ha- I'm not having fun. I, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And as a social right. butterfly, I felt like I was out of my element. And I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And then you happened. And th- and this is like, this is why I kind of, uh, maybe this is why I have that thought of like, my Lord and Savior, Jordan Hooter. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> because I was really, I really was, I was in a funk. And I, I remember calling my mom and I was leaving, I was having a tough time. And then I met you and I met Paul and then we were getting in the shenanigans and we were hanging out and it felt that was like the kickoff to being like, oh, college can be fun. This is a thing. And I oh, I really do. I'm not even trying to bo- like boost you up or nothing, but the honest God truth, you were a really big reason why I stayed in Lexington for that first year. Like I like you were a pivotal moment in that because after I met you and we having a good time, um, I met some people in my classes and I felt like because I had you on my side and like Paul and um, some of the guys that I met in your dorm and we were all hanging out, I felt like, okay, if they like me, other people, you know, may like me too. And that helped me make more friends like in college. And I was yeah. like, wow, like it really kicked me out of a funk. And I'm not saying that's maybe that's probably why I think, you know, include people because you really could change the trajectory of what they're night and or their life or even like their next month or week or however you know and i was just like thank god for hooter like (laughs) and i don't know if i ever told you that but that was that's a real you didn't that's a real thing and because i I even i was like crying on the phone to my mom like i'm not having a good time like please go i I might come home like (laughs) oh lord man dude i went out of my way uh that first like month or two to try just Dude, I said every everybody like I want everyone to just know how uncomfortable I was my first month and a half of 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 moving away from home because like like you, I knew nobody mm-hmm. and I set it out to meet and introduce myself to as many people as I could in that first week alone. And that paid dividends. I mean, obviously like those people that I met in that first week are still my like main crew. Yeah, you the know? homies. They're still my they're still the homies. And you know, while some may fall off or you don't see them nearly as much as you want to, yeah, I don't know. I still feel very connected to them. And because of 
how I was treated by my close friends at home, I was able to do that with other people. I mean, not comfortably, mind you. Again, like socially awkward motherfucker over here. Mm-hmm. Like I feel weird <laughs> introducing people to people. And but if I I remember distinctly, like the second day of school, first day of school, um, I walked out into the hallway of the dorms and I introduced myself to these two guys and they're like, Hey, like we're going out. Like we just kind of want to meet people. I was like, Oh fuck yeah. Like sounds great. And then I see two other people walk out. I was like, Hey, y'all want to come out with us? Like we don't know anybody. We're trying to make friends. They say, yeah, let's fucking do it. I was, <laughs> like just that one uncomfortable sentence, like set me up with like four great friends. You know yes, what I'm sir. saying? <laughs> and, <laughs> it's it's wild to think about. It really is how even if you're not comfortable with doing it, being inclusive, I mean, it's still by and large like just really it mad affects people. It it gets people going and just like being a like just making the first move and initiating a a potential friendship with someone relieves so much tension that another person is going through. Yep. Because literally, like, Kenny would introduce me to people, and I'd have a million things to say. I just didn't know how to get started. And he'd be like, hey, this is Jordan. Jordan plays drums. And then I would talk to them for three hours about playing drums. <laughs> nice. I'm not saying that was it. Obviously, I'm I'm confident enough in my, my talking ability mm-hmm. <laughs> to branch off into other things. But, like, that's all I needed was that. But I couldn't do that by myself for some reason. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, just you never know. You never know how people are going to react to it. And yeah, I met some really cool yeah. people along the way because of that. Because so. I, I feel like we all want the same thing. Like you know, it's like if you're alone, if you're going to a party, like I feel like the general consensus is you go to a party to have fun. And yeah, and so like generally. yeah, generally people are like they all want to go there, make a bunch of friends, and have a good time. That, that's that's what everybody wants showing up to this party, and when it's not happening, and you're like or it's like you get uncomfortable, and you're not introducing yourself to people, and people aren't introducing themselves to you. But everyone in the room is thinking, "Oh man, I wish I could like have a good time right now. I wish I wish I could have a conversation, or like I wish I could go drinking with whoever, or like you know I wish I could have a shot with that group over there." Like everybody wants the same thing, but sometimes like more anxieties get the best of us and things like that where it's it stops you but as soon as you break that tension like you were saying hey what's up come have a drink with us like (laughs) every like most time especially in college it's like hell yeah yeah finally like i don't have to break the tension myself someone already did it for me because everyone wants the same thing like if like so like you broke the tension with people people (laughs) broke the tension with you like everybody wants that so like but a lot a lot of people get anxiety gets the best of them they they live in fear of like oh i don't i don't i feel weird just going up to people and things it's there's got to be something that breaks the tension and that tension breaker could just it can come from anywhere but it it's literally it could be a sentence hey man come have a drink like <laughs> that could literally be the thing that Dude, turns a night around that is it's all you need because everybody come crack wants open that. a nice cold brisk iced tea with me bud come on down (laughs) yeah man (laughs) all right (laughs) you want to finish it off with some some new year's resolutions 
dude, let's get into the resolutions, man. New right. year, new us. Hell Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> Ask us again in February. It'll be fine. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was talking to Allison. I was talking to Allison the other day. I was like, man, I really need to start working out again. I was just like, fuck. I can't work out until February. Like, that's going to be the next time that, like, gym is open. <laughs> you get, a, like, a, a late start. I got to wait for everyone to fall off, bro. I got to wait for everyone to fall off for my fitness goals. <laughs> that being said, I totally believe in everyone with strong fitness goals this brand new year. You can do it. Pump it you up, baby. Pump but, it, baby. <laughs> Pump it. What's that really bad rap song that Dwayne the Rock Johnson did? Oh God, you heard that song? No, Damn. did he came out? He came out with a rap song, dude. He's like he was like featured on some song. It's been all over TikTok for the last couple months, I think. Maybe okay, not so no, much anymore. Seen... But jeez, this is the corniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because Dwayne Johnson, listen, love you, The Rock, but like. <laughs> it's just like how many how many like tropes can i fit into this song that are very specifically Dwayne the rock johnson tropes (laughs) it's like talking about fire talking about power like shit like that bro (laughs) cracks me up every time i hear it i had to take a step back because i'm like come on Dwayne, what are you doing come on man (laughs) what are you doing good lord anyway so, uh, I wrote down, I think, how many did I write down? One, two, three, four, five, six. I wrote down seven resolutions. Wow. That's a lot. Wow, yeah, man. Dude, that's, yeah, you're not wrong. Cool. I need to I need to check myself real quick. Putting a lot on my plate. And one of them is put less on your plate. I need to scratch that off, actually. But <laughs> let's see. That was a terrible joke. I am so sorry. Um <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell if it was or not, so I just was like, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I'll kick it off with a couple. Um, one, first and foremost, dude, like, I'm trying to be way more financially frugal this year. Like, I'm trying to cut out as much frivolous spending as I possibly can. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying I'm trying to go into the minimalist lifestyle, but... I don't know something about it. I really, en- I really enjoy the thought of it, and mm-hmm. I have so much shit that I need to get rid of, and that directly ties into my second resolution: is get rid of all this shit that I don't yeah. use. Like I was cleaning up my room yesterday, and I literally packed three bags of clothes that I haven't worn in over a year, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, dude. Why do I need seven gray t-shirts? I don't need seven gray t-shirts. I really don't. Take six of them. Like, like this is how it is, bro. I just need one gray shirt. No, I'm, I I'm with you. I got rid of a bunch of my stuff uh, moving up to Philly, and that was a good cleanse. It feels good to do that. I threw away some Not threw it, but like, I'm donating some stuff. That honestly, I thought would be way more difficult to get rid of because it's been on my shelf like since I've moved in and I haven't touched it. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of one. I have this like little tiny little 
musical string instrument. I don't know what it's called, um, but I got it at like a garage sale, and I've had it for like four years now. And mm-hmm. I messed around with it for two weeks, and now it just kind of sits there and collects dust. And I'm like, dude, I have no interest in this anymore. Like, I got it for $5. I got $5 worth out of it. Like, who knows? Maybe this will unlock someone's musical potential later on in life. Let me give this to somebody. Because yeah. now it's just a ugly paperweight. Like, get it out of here. Yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> and, like, putting well, these, it in the bag kind of rational. was so <laughs> way easier than I thought it would be. You know, I'm trying to keep Does? it rational because I've made so many dumb, like, big big idea resolutions in the past. And yeah. I've talked about this a million times with you now, how, like, I am so terrified of the big picture that I immediately <laughs> stray away from it. So I'm really <laughs> trying to take baby steps this year, like, in just everything that I'm doing. Just, yeah. I think that's a lot more applicable I'm ready for in, it. in everyone's life. Ready for a change. Take the, take yeah. the baby steps. <laughs> Is, yeah, I like I like the irrational ones, uh, and I have more irrational ones than I do probably reasonable ones. Oh, just I've got to, a like, couple like I've got a couple dumb ones. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. You, no, you're good. I just <laughs> I just it's like uh I think the ones that are rational for me are like read more and because I tell me mm-hmm. I tell myself that every year you should read more and then uh you know um like cook more and um what's a it's another like and like you were saying like get rid of stuff that i don't need things that are those are rational and then i like but to keep me afloat and like i i like to dream <laughs> i like to i think the bigger picture of like those big yeah and i can't be the only one but <laughs> it's uh i like those big ones for some reason because you can't stray off of them i think like and for me, it's like what's a big one? Um, oh God, I don't even know what a bit. What's a big resolution that I would <laughs> that I kind of want? I haven't. I didn't. I'm gonna be honest. I did not prepare for this part. I just thought I would wing it. <laughs> oh, it's totally fine. That's totally fine. One but of like, my big ones. One of my big like irrational ones is to relearn the drums because I like I've been recording myself playing a lot more recently. And I see so many flaws in how I play. And I'm not saying that it's irrational that, no, I'm stuck this way forever. But, like, mm-hmm. some things I've been doing since I started. And it's going to be incredibly difficult to retrain how I hold a stick even. Yeah. Like, I just see myself doing sloppy stuff. And that's just how I learned. And now I have to kind of get out of that. Sloppiness break, yeah, it. break those habits uh, that you formed because you weren't professionally trained in any means. I feel I feel that with music. Yeah. That's a that's a good one uh, with music and comedy and things like that. Um, a big irrational one I, that just sparked would be like, all right, you're gonna go and you're gonna do thirty shows this year of open mics and doing fo- whatever you can, house shows, whatever you can. Just get out and your goal is thirty. And I know myself, I'm not probably gonna do thirty. That's a lot for me and like you know yeah. my my busy work life and things like that. Um, but it like having that thought of like oh thirty shows, it just like the, when you do the first one you're like okay I'm on my way. Then you do the second one you're like okay yeah. I'm getting closer to that goal. And you know you're and I know part of me goes oh no I'm not gonna make it to thirty. But some reason like the goal of having this irrational thing keeps me going. Like I'm like yeah. maybe I maybe I will. You're not maybe wrong. I will. And every step you take you're not to wrong. it you hit like. 
you hit like 19 shows and you're like dude i did 19 shows this year hell yeah bro yeah like that's you're like great. damn that gas yourself was... up just fuck. <laughs> like i didn't meet the goal I, I, ra- I rationally set but i made sure to get myself on the way you know and i think yeah. i think that's the way i would look at those big picture things that's a good way to look at it honestly i like that a lot but but yeah um, i definitely want to do more see. comedy this year i feel i had a, i have like a, dude, a you know a hankering I'm I'm in on that. You know, like I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy and I think I've met a couple of people that do it regularly. Like my friend Elliot, for example, dude's out like four nights a week just mm-hmm. doing everything, doing every show around town. And like bruh, like I've seen some of these people do stand-up. I'm not, you know, tooting my own horn here, but good lord, I know I'm funnier than them. Like let me get up there. Like, let me... <laughs> Let me embarrass myself real quick. I'm trying to do it. I want to do at least one. At least one. Here, hear me out. Hear me out, Hooter. If you're going to do it, set the goal to like three. Because I guarantee you. Four. Oh. Yeah. One, one per down. season. Calm one down per there, season. <laughs> but oh, no, yeah. I'm serious. Because I, <laughs> like, if you do one, you're, you're not going to do as well as you think your first time you're just not i and i don't want to be a heartbreaker but that's that's just the reality of it you're gonna say a joke for the first time and it's not gonna hit as hard as you think <laughs> it will but the second time you do it there's a little bit more confidence behind that and sometimes a little bit more confidence is all you need to make it funny and because like i'm not yeah. gonna lie i was i was kind of rehearsing uh for this house show i just did i was rehearsing some old bits that i know i've done before and I've changed little mm-hmm. parts in here, but I was confident in the stories I was telling. And dude, it nailed. Like I was like, "Wow, that actually got the reaction that I'd hoped for in my head." But it didn't happen the first time. Yeah. Like I got crickets the first time. I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, <laughs> man!" And it makes you think that you're not funny, or you, and it's just it's deliberate. It's like, damn, the more confident you get saying those things over and over again, the better you're gonna get. Make it, yeah, make that four. Make a make it one a season. I'm doing four. I'm doing four. Chalk it up. Hell yeah! Because I um, I swear dude. you're the, I you're gonna get into it and then you're gonna be like Martin when we when we doing a show together and then like my dreams of this whole podcast comedy <laughs> mixture is gonna happen and then my life is gonna change for the better like I just that's another rad but a really good I mean a, it's a pretty rational goal for us is to make it to two years man like doing this yeah thing. Like, yeah let's November is two years like <laughs> let's keep going baby. Let's fucking do it. Um, <laughs> let's see. My last one, because... Oh, shit. We're like almost an hour and a half. Uh, last one. It's a dumb one. I really want to practice writing in cursive, because I haven't done that since, like, the fifth grade. And, dude, like, That's you ever see one. people write good, like, write good in cursive? Write well. Yeah, I have. <laughs> dude, I will... Look. Let me let me speak in cursive too, Mr. Fancy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Talking goods for rich people, Bart. Talking goods for rich people. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me two shots more eloquent cursive. Jeez, let me be more eloquent. Let me put my job interview voice on. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I want to write in cursive. Like, I do a little every once in a while, and I'm like, man, I see some good bones here, but Mm -hmm. it needs some structure. Yeah, just need some sheetrock. It's kind of yeah. weird to like train yourself in your handwriting, but it's totally a doable thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because like, right, I, I just need like, to remember what half the letters look like. 
dude, I yeah, I do not know what a cursive capital I looks like. Couldn't tell you. No idea. So I literally just draw a regular I. <laughs> draw an I. I write a regular like. Another thing, it doesn't look it doesn't look as bad because my eyes, my capital eyes, I literally just do the line. Like yeah. I don't do the dashes up top. Yeah, I don't either. And so it doesn't look that out of place, but it does. Like, but it does. Man, <laughs> I I trained myself to write in all capitals because I had such bad handwriting, and now I feel like I'm actually really good at handwriting because I write in all capitals, and I'm so used to that now. Same. Uh, I remember the exact transition of me writing in all caps was my 10th grade civics class. The baseball coach, Mr. Ryan, was the teacher. One of the best teachers I've ever had, mind you. Made history and just social studies so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote in all caps. I was like, golly, like that is fucking dope. Like I liked that a lot because I was looking at my chicken scratch handwriting. And I was like, wow. <laughs> And then I literally wrote in all caps for the next like week, and it just stuck. Yeah. So I, I guess for the next twelve years of my life. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, my dad writes in all capitals, and I remember him writing me uh, like a note in high school, uh, you know, to get me out early one day or something like that. I remember having it and being like, "Dang!" I had kind of had the same thing where I'm like, "Dang, that actually looks like it looks decent. Like I can read that." And I yeah. had chicken shit handwriting, yeah. and I was like, "All right." And I I remember it took me couple weeks to like kind of get used to it but once i did it was like oh wow that's awesome and just just rolling boy yeah all just right rolling, boy. well i think that's Let's a good see. place to anything end else it. anything else no i think that's a good Hell place yeah. to end it yeah. uh if you guys like i said rate us on uh apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you can and uh we'll be back next week for more juicy topics juicy topics Oh, <laughs> I like that vibrato. Oh, Lord. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>